evening, my gals. How's it going this week? It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'm not buying what you're selling, lady. Well, you know, it's International Women's Day today. That's and it's, true. We're three women right here recording a popping podcast. Woo! So it's mm-hmm. a great day. Women are mm-hmm. cool. We like them. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happy International Women's Day, my ghouls. Yeah. Thank you. You By too. the time this goes live, it will no longer be. Although I think it's like technically like Women's Month. Totally. Yeah. Honestly, every day <sighs> is Women's Day. I mean, have mm-hmm. to agree. But you know, what are you, what are you gonna do about it? They just said March March eighth is the day, so I'll accept what what I'm told for now. <laughs> Did you hear Holly? I think she agrees. She said she She said Holly. Better known as Juniper Stinky. (laughs) Kitten of Catan. Not Juniper Stinky. Yeah. Oh my lord. Jose Malone. There she is. Oh my god. Holly. My god. She always looks so serious. She's such a beauty queen, isn't she? What a goddess. What a goddess. Goddess. Uh, So exciting news. Last week, we were like, hey, what organization should we support next? And our friends at the Brew Interviews were like, hey, this month, we're donating all of our um, patron funds to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we were like, Heck yes, this is very near and dear to our hearts. So from now until March 31st, 20% of our merch sales are going to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. They have tons of really cool resources um, for anyone who's, you know, feeling like they just need to talk to somebody or they have lost a loved one to suicide, whatever it may be. They have some really great resources, so I'm really excited for us to be supporting them in in this small way. But yes, just very just exciting and a cause that's important to all of us schools here. So yes, 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 and I know to many of our listeners too. So mm-hmm. we're very, very excited um, about this one, and we hope you guys are too. Yes, and yes. we appreciate all the support. Yeah, yeah. People are really excited. So I, I'm i excited. We love it. We love it. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Other things we love tomorrow, aka the day after this episode airs, is our next patron hangout on Zoom. So if you're not Ooh. already a supporter on Patreon, you can head over there and join. You guys are... $1 yeah. a month. You guys are going to want to get in on this because... I'm saying we have too much fun. Yeah. And I think we're going to be teaching some napkin skills. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so this video, I'm not going to say viral, but the people who follow <laughs> us loved it. It's from our time in New Orleans when Kylie taught us a beautiful trick with a napkin at a fine dining establishment. And then the other people in the restaurant wanted to learn too. <laughs> Uh, you can't it was take gorgeous. us anywhere. 
It really was. It truly was beautiful. So that that will be happening. <laughs> For one dollar, you can learn. To <laughs> <years>. <laughs> That's twenty five cents a week. <laughs> but anyway. For a lifetime skill. It really is. It truly is. I already forgot how to do it. So this is like a new and a relearning experience for me as well. I know. I'm so excited. (sighs) Yeah. 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 Well, should we get into it, ladies? I think so. Should we introduce ourselves? We're going to get there. We're the golden. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Alyssa. (laughs) Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Oh, that was a long one. Yeah, she's been practicing. That's Gorgina. (laughs) Y'all, we're heading to Canada. Oh, wow. Oh, Canada. I knew Kylie would sing that. I was waiting for the moment. Uh, Gorgina. (laughs) She knew. Yes. Yeah, heading to, to our friends up north, Canada. And boy, is it haunted. Choosing a place was very hard, but... I'm pretty excited, so I can I can kick us off. Dude, do it. Yeah, this is the Fairmont Banff Springs Hotel in Banff, Alberta. Oh, wow. Yes. So the entire town, including the hotel, is actually situated in Banff National Park. So it's gorgeous. The hotel overlooks this valley towards Mount Rundle, and they're situated within the Rocky Mountain mountain range. So nice. it's like a view. They do some ski in there, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They do a ski. They yeah, do yeah, yeah. a ski. Okay. Um, but they're located at an altitude of 4,639 feet. I personally have terrible altitude sickness, so I shan't be visiting. But um, <laughs> would love to hear from anyone who does visit or has been to this hotel one of my like childhood best friends went to banff every like spring break or something or maybe christmas with her family and always had the most gorgeous photos so yeah uh, i know i know your eyes will be fed with beauty if you if you definitely is gorgeous my parents have gone a few times so i never need to go but you know They said good. Have you guys seen How To with John Wilson? No. I don't know. Produced by, um, or if you've seen Nathan for you, but the John Wilson episode, you talking about altitude just now makes me think of one of his episodes where he um, (laughs) tries to bring a bag of chips to like the highest altitude to see if it will explode because, you know, the air and the chips will, will expand the higher you go and he ends up like on top of like a mountain. It's just really funny, but it just just made me think of that. So, all y'all John Wilson fans, if you know, you know. Now she knows. Now they mm-hmm. know. Now we all know. But yeah, nice. my altitude sickness is like pretty brutal. It's sad. I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what anyway. this means. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, the hotel opened way back in 1888. So she's been here for a minute and it was opened by the Canadian Pacific Railway. It was actually one of the earliest of Canada's Grand Railway hotels, which was like a whole thing. But in 1926, the original wooden structure was destroyed by a fire. 
Which, yeah. So they built her back up uh, in 1928. And then the building was designated as a National Historic Site of Canada in 1988. So it's safe to say this place is the real deal. If you guys know anything from listening to our many episodes, all these places that are on like National Historic Registers, they're haunted. It's like, if you're recognized as a historic site, slap a sign on your front door that says haunted. Because... <laughs> Done. There's no <laughs> way around it. Since it opened to the public, this hotel has seen history, celebrities. It's been rebuilt. Good God. <laughs> rebuilt. 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 It's been rebuilt, and it has also seen tragedy. So in its 133 years, this popular vacay destination has allegedly been the setting of horrific murders, suicides, and terrible accidents. Mm, Uh, There are some rooms that have even been boarded up because of, like, the legend behind them, and paranormal Mm. activity is frequently reported, which is why we're talking about this place. Mm. Surprise! (laughs) I bet you guys didn't know that was coming. Shocking. Yeah. Although, you know, obviously there are skeptics, but so many people have claimed to have seen these paranormal happenings with their own eyes that at this point, it's undeniable. So one of the main stories is of the bride of the Banff Springs Hotel. And it's said that she is the most active spirit. She even appears on collector's stamps and coins. So this is like a popular tale (laughs) in the area. Royalty. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of older ghost stories, you know, details become embellished. People, you know, add their own spin on this story as to what they think happened. But um, that happened in this case. So no one's quite sure what happened to this elusive gal. But she, she has definitely been seen many times. The most popular theory, though, dates back to 1920, and it's that she fell down a flight of stairs. So she was in her wedding gown. She caught fire (gasps) on a candle nearby, tripped on the hem of her dress, rolled down the stairs, broke her neck. No. Uh, No. Yes. That is tragedy. Yeah. So Um, who lines the stairs with candles? I mean, was there no fire code back in the day? You guys. Good Jiminy Cricket. So she's typically reported to be wearing a veil, and she's often seen dancing through the grand ballroom, which, you know, if I didn't get to have my big day, I would probably just do that for eternity, too. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, although some guests have seen her fully aflame, Oh, no. On fire. Oh, no. Yes. Hot. Kylie! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. She's also been spotted on the staircase, um, and staff have reported strange noises coming from specifically the bridal suite, even when it's vacant. So they didn't go into detail on the strange noises, but I'm sure it's, you know, the typical ghostly stuff that we we've come to know and expect Mm -hmm. then there's this secret room that they call it 
So during the construction of the original wooden hotel, there was actually a big error on the contractor's part, uh, so big that they didn't even tell the owner because they were like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, we don't want to get kicked off of this project. (laughs) But they actually accidentally built this room that had no windows or doors. (laughs) They were like, let's just cover this up. Yeah, okay. one job. Yeah. So they they pretty much just covered up this room, like this whole maybe, wasted space. And it was just... Maybe it's like good for like insulation. Perhaps. You know? Just have but a it, secret hidden room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you all, you never know when you need one of those. Right. It could come in handy. Just like helps the house. Yeah. That's where they, they keep all the cold. And I'll tell my builder. <laughs> <laughs> I need one secret room with no windows or doors, please. But they didn't even find that room until 1926 when the fire happened. Oh, since then, what though, was inside? Well, I don't think there was anything inside. But uh, since then, apparitions are often seen roaming the hall outside of this room. So maybe it was like their secret, secret <laughs> meeting where they spot. stored all the ghosts. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they just they were like, oh, we got another one. Toss them in the room. <laughs> It's like Ghostbusters. <laughs> they sucked them up and transferred them into that into little the, locket space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good theory, and I will fully support and believe in it. <laughs> uh, then there's the most talked about guest room, which is room 873. So this room was reportedly the scene of a tragic murder of an entire family. Oof. Yeah, its door has since been bricked up and made to look like the rest of the wall in the hallway. So the room pretty much doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's back there, but you can't get to it. But people have reported seeing apparitions outside of the room. Possibly the members of the family that were reported to have been killed there. But they see apparitions like in the hallway and walk through what used to be the door frame. Hmm. That happens. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm not surprised. It's just what it is. Then we have a spooky bellman. I think every hotel has a spooky bellman. This guy is the law. It is. It is. It's like written in all of the rule books. But his name is Sam McCauley, and he was employed at the hotel in the 60s and 70s. Although there's not a lot known about how or where he died. It's said that he haunts the hotel to this very day. He's been known to appear in his 1960s uniform, which just he just sounds precious, helping guests <laughs> into their locked rooms. He's got the keys and all, turning on room lights, helping people with their bags, um, and then oftentimes wandering around on the ninth floor. But if you start a conversation with him or attempt to tip him after he helps you, he vanishes. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. How many vanishing bellmans do you think we have? I think they're right up there with ghostly brides and women in white. There's a lot. Mostly. Yeah. There are a lot. I have yet to see one personally, but maybe someday. <laughs> now, this guy, this guy sounds fun. This last guy I'm going to tell you guys about. This is the apparition of a bartender who has been seen by staff and guests alike And he usually shows up to tell people when they're too drunk, he'll tell them to go sleep it off. (laughs) I love him. Yeah. Thank you. So he'll serve you a drink and kick you out when you've 
when you've done more than you need to. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's one more, and this one is spooky. Oh. It's the apparition of a headless man playing bagpipes. How is he playing bagpipes if he has no head? So spooky. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, there's a whole cast of characters at this hotel. If you are in Canada, if you go to Banff, check her out because it's active. Dang, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to Banff. Yep. Totally down. She's on her way. For a Springs Hotel. (laughs) Woo woo. Do you guys feel like going to the coast, perhaps? I always like to go to the sea. From the mountains to the coast. Specifically Nova Scotia, because I do have some lineage there. Nice. (laughs) So Seal Island, as in the animal, also known as Great Seal Island. Oh. For any of those who weren't sure (laughs) it was great or not. It is on the outermost extreme of southwestern Nova Scotia uh, in Yarmouth County. So it's surrounded on the east, south, and west sides by super dangerous um, submerged cliffs and sandbanks. So it's, Hmm. while lovely and beautiful, it's not super easy to get to via ship. So according to Caretakers Paranormal Group, love the name, before anyone lived on Seal Island, Um, shipwrecked mariners lucky enough to have reached the shores alive often ended up dying of starvation or exposure to the harsh winter months. So that's a huge bummer. It's like, oh, (laughs) we got here. Finally, we we didn't die on the cliffs like everyone else. It's like, oh, well, good luck finding warmth and food. A real bummer, man. Right? Like Seal Island... It ain't playing. No games. No, no. So by the early years of the 19th century, um, preachers and residents from Yarmouth and Barrington County nearby, they would walk down to the island and they would end up finding all of these dead bodies and burying them out of respect. And it became a, a spring tradition, which is very morbid, but also... That's nice. That's nice of them to do that. So the island was settled in 1823 by two families from the Barrington area, the Hitchens and the Crowells. So they used the island as a fishing base, and then they also provided shelter to the survivors of the shipwreck. The ships wrecked um, at the island and on nearby reefs. So... There was always much concern about the loss of life. One time, or actually it was just like one in one single day, 21 people were buried in shallow graves. Oh my goodness. During one of those spring traditions. So they ended up being like, you know what? Let's just like make this a spot where people will actually survive (laughs) rather than just end up and die. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So God bless her, Mary Hitchens, she started a campaign um, to construct a lighthouse in 1831, and it still stands on Seal Island. It's one of the oldest wooden lighthouses in Canada. So the Seal Island lightkeepers, they would rescue many shipwreck victims. 
Um, most notably, 1843, they saved all of the crew and passengers on the RMS Columbia um, and one of Samuel Cunard's first ocean liners. So we appreciate the the Hitchens and the Crowells for, you know, making sure people people lived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet folk there. Not all were lucky, however. Oof. On October 31st. <gasps> Oh, what? 1891. No. There was, I know, I know. There was a newly built London steamer named the SS Ottawa, and it was en route to St. John, New Brunswick. So super heavy storms, pitch black night, no moon, (laughs) caused the ship to steer off track, and it ended up hitting Blonde Rock right off of Seal Island at 5 a.m., and it was at low tide. So the wreck caused a large hole through the bottom of the ship in the engine compartment, and the steamer began to fill with water as the tide rose. So they got out the lifeboats, and in one of these boats were three men and Mrs. Annie Lindsay, who was the ship's stewardess. However, there was a large wave. It caused the lifeboat to, t- to uh, flip over, and it trapped... Everyone but Annie underneath. Or I'm sorry, trapped everyone underneath and everyone but Annie was able to get out from under the boat. So Annie ended up Oh, no. What? I know. Yeah. I know. Poor thing. Oh, my gosh. So Mrs. Annie Lindsay, they brought her body to shore and they buried her beside the East End Church And her grave was marked in later years by a concrete headstone. Um, It was made by the family of the lightkeeper. And this is where it gets spooky. Later on, her coffin um, was dug up and kind of examined. And they found out that she had likely been buried alive. No freaking way. Because she had dirt in her lungs, I'm sure. Yeah, or water in her lungs. So she, yeah, exactly. Um, so her apparition since then has been seen at the churchyard and the surrounding areas and legend has it her spirit still haunts all over the each and every seal island village. Hi, can I talk today? No. So poor Annie Lindsay. Same though. (laughs) Poor Annie Lindsay. I'd be curious. I didn't find any like primary encounters of her. It was more just legends. But interesting nonetheless and very sad. Very sad. You want another sad one? Uh, (laughs) I guess. Great. So here's another spot in Nova Scotia. Mm. And it is located within Peggy's Cove. It's one of the busiest tourist attractions in the province. And its prime attraction uh, is is on the Lighthouse Trail Scenic Drive. So there's a lighthouse that marks the eastern entrance of St. Margaret's Bay. Um, and it's officially known as Peggy's Point Lighthouse. It's um, also Canada's most photographed lighthouse, but also site to a very sad tale. Oh, no. <laughs> so like like the edges of Seal Island, this lighthouse is surrounded by um, very sharp, very steep rocks. Um, there are numerous signs today warning of unpredictable surf there's even like a bronze plaque on the lighthouse itself warning people of the danger 
Uh, but still, several visitors each year are swept off the rocks by the waves, and um, a majority of them do drown. So there's there's some ghosts for you there. Mm-hmm. This is also the site of famous Peggy's Point Lighthouse in Nova Scotia, said to be haunted by the ghost of a woman who took her own life in 1800. Mm. So according to legend, this woman, whose name was Margaret, she was the survivor of a shipwreck that killed her children. So she had been living on the island with her husband. Um, and, you know, she was obviously super depressed. And in her grief, she would wander the rocks at the edge of the sea, as depressed people do. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. Mm. Her husband one day was, you know, trying to cheer her up. And he was doing this little fancy jig on the rocks, slipped, hit his head, and died. Oh, my gosh. I know. So Peggy ended up taking her own life uh, on the same rock in the same sea that she lost her children. Oh, Peggy. Poor thing. Poor, Poor Peggy Cove. Poor Margaret. So visitors to Peggy Cove today and throughout the years and decades and centuries, um, report seeing a woman in a blue dress standing out on the rocks. But when they try to get a closer look, she jumps into the water and disappears. Peggy! <laughs> God. So a bit sad. Well, very sad. But these are the legends in Nova wow. Scotia. Just, maybe just don't go Don't go to the cliffs, you know? And if yeah. you're going to see the lighthouse, just, just stay in the lighthouse. Don't. Don't go on the rocks. I do please. like that Peggy is daring to be different with a blue dress as opposed to <laughs> oh. a white dress. So mm-hmm. she's really there you go. switching it up. Yeah. Appreciate sure. it. Good point. Peggy. Yeah. Good point. She thought about her ghost outfit. She planned it. She planned <laughs> it. <sighs> all right. Well, I'll uh, finish us out here with uh, one spooky jail hostel. Have you ever heard of one? I've Never. I've heard of some it's... places. <laughs> I've heard of jail oh, you have? hostels. No, I, I've heard of them separately, but a jail hostel, tell us more. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, this is <laughs> H.I. High, Ottawa Jail Hostel in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada on 75 Nickel Street. It's an old jail, y'all, that now holds people (laughs) for residential hotel stays. Crazy. Crazy. It's like turning a jail into a place where people uh, stay for for their own enjoyment. Yes. It was done as like an idea to be like, oh, this will be cool, trendy, hip, right? Yeah. No, it'll be haunted, spooky, creepy. Yeah. Right? And that's I like mean, a, some people oh, yeah. dig it. Yeah. It's like a thing now, too, though. Like, I see, like, old jail, Airbnb, old jail, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys have what? fun in your old jail. I'm going to not. Thank you. <laughs> that is some bad energy juju yeah, in there. It's just like, think about hey. how people in jail were feeling, and, like, we already know that residual energy is such a thing. It's like, yeah, if I want to be depressed on my so-called vacation, I'll go stay in the jail, right. I guess. Right. And the reviews on this it's, place It's is America. Crazy. It is. 
It's America. We monetize everything, well, including this is bad energy. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is Where North America is what she means. <laughs> That's what I meant. But Hey, I didn't say the United States. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I, I knew what you meant. meant. North America. North America. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate well, it. Let's talk about it, y'all. So this place was originally Carlton County Jail, more commonly known to the people as the Nichol- Nicholas Street Jail or Ottawa Jail. And did you know that they spell, they spell. <laughs> that spell. <laughs> that southern accent. We're back in America. We're back <laughs> in the country. Um, they spell jail, G-A-O-L. Sick. I had to look it up. I was like, what is this? Like, what are they trying it's to It's my new band it? name. Yeah. And then the internet kept telling me, Emily, it's jail. It's like a jail. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm just ignorant. It's fine. Thank you, Google. So the Nicholas Street Jail was the main jail of Ottawa for over a century. The structure was built in 1862. It's an old boy next door to the courthouse. <laughs> old boy. And it was connected by a tunnel, y'all. Oh, tunnels so are bad they news. were like, guilty. And then they took him downstairs oh, through the man. tunnel up to the jail. Crazy stuff. I'm just making that up. I have no idea if that's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> if they went outside or what, but it sounds like they went under. This place, you guys, was it was absolutely brutal conditions back in the day. Um, and in honor of International Women's Day, Nellie Bly, the old the journalist. Yeah. She would have had a field day with this one, you guys. She would oh, have written no. True. articles upon articles that would have sent this place to the grave for how they treated their prisoners. They had no windows, you guys. So prisoners were like pretty much left to the elements. And this being Canada, oh, the winters were cold and summers were a bitch. So, you know, it was pretty bad. Then they had shackles that were attached to the floor. So they would lock their prisoners Oof. face down. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> oh, my Inhumane. God. Did it? Oh, my God. Did it say, like, what kind of jail this was? Was it just, like, a county jail? Was it for, like, okay. So this is the craziest part. People that were incarcerated there were, I mean, they were incarcerated for everything, even minor infractions such as drinking and disorderly conduct. You're, oh, man. No. And there were probably, like, up to 150 prisoners at a time there, but there were only 60 small cells. And this included women, Mm. men, and children. Jesus. So they were shoving people into these things. Not that anyone should ever be treated like that, but like when they're treating people like that for getting drunk, it's like a whole nother level of just fucked up. There were also mental illness patients, obviously, Uh, in here. So crazy. They had solitary confinement cells where I'm sure they were tortured. And then they also held public executions, which is disgusting. So, as you can imagine, this place was crazy and definitely spooky. Yeah. Um, The last execution that took place was actually in March of 1946 when Eugene Larment was hanged for killing an Ottawa police detective. Oof. So, 
but the building remained in use as a jail until 1972 when the outdated facility was closed. However, the original gallows, cells, and the space, you guys, is still intact and remain fully functional to this day because you know why? Why? It's a hostel. Woo! <laughs> And people like to get freaking crazy. We like to get freaky up in here. And make people stay in old places that were once horrid. It's really cool, invigorating (laughs) stuff, and we love it. So one of the... Oh, okay. This place is obviously haunted, right? But what's crazy is that when the CYHA bought the building and they turned it into a hostel... They had to use the parking lot for something else, and they ended up digging 140 bodies out of the parking lot. So the place was also like a graveyard. And I imagine a few souls were not at rest, right? And one of these poor souls is a Mr. Patrick J. Whelan. Patrick J. Whelan was born in 1840, and he was a suspected Finian sympathetic. Sympathizer. That's a hard one. That was a hard one. Difficult. That was uh, the Finian group was like a group known for Irish Republican Brotherhood. And they were a secret political organization dedicated to the establishment of an independent Irish Republic in the 19th and earliest 20th centuries. And he was assumed to be a part of this, of this, you know, brotherhood. Um, But he was executed. Um, in 1868 for the assumption that he assassinated this Irish journalist and politician um, named Thomas D. R.C. McGee. Um, What a name. Yeah. (laughs) But it's actually kind of, I was reading it on Google, it's a pretty popular story um, because this guy, his trial was kind of crap. Like, there was really no proof there that he did it. It was all pretty much hearsay, but the government needed mm-hmm. to blame somebody for the assassination, and so they went with Whelan, and he was um, assassinated. I mean, he was tanked um, for, yeah, the death of Thomas. So Patrick now haunts the halls of this jail. He's said to be in his cell, and he can also be found walking around the execution area. Hmm. So Patrick's there. Um, I do feel bad. I don't know. I don't know if he did it or not. But reading it, it sounds like he was pretty. He was pretty sold on his innocence, and you know, didn't have much much to go off of on him. So poor Patrick's in there. And then there's also a ghost that stands over people while they're sleeping, you guys, in their beds. No. And he's clutching Emily, a- you love that. No, he... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's clutching a Bible. So I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, that's happening. Ugh. A lot of people hear strange noises. One review on the place claimed that they had a lovely time, but there was one ghost who just wouldn't stop humming in their ear. I mean, I hope it was a bop, but who knows? It could have been annoying. (laughs) That's all we can hope for is a bop. All we can hope for. The place is currently closed because of COVID, but um, keep your eyes on the site. You never know what could happen. Might get a private stay in the hostel. 
you know? Mm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But creepy, creepy place. They had a lot of bad activity, negative. I wouldn't stay there. I'm not trying to stay there. I would. You would? <laughs> yeah, why not? Crazy shit. Yeah, I do not. I do not want the Bible men. The Bible men, as I'm going to call him, ho- hovering over <laughs> the me. The Bible men. What I is he sleep. doing, you know? Like, what are you... What are you looking at? What are you doing? Are you praying over me? Because then I appreciate it. You know? And then I'm like, go ahead. Do what you got to do. Or is he like trying to exercise us? Oh. Mm -hmm. Something in me? Maybe. We'll get that out. Get it out, homie. All right, y'all. Canada's been real. Totally. And it's been spooky. That's what I'm saying. We love North America. We love North America. (laughs) We love... Well, I, you know, regular America's fine. She's going through it right now. But um, <laughs> as we all are. <sighs> Y'all, yeah. did you? I've, I need, I know we have to finish this out, but I watched the um, Megan and Harry interview. I, all I have I'm, seen. I'm watching it this week. Our posts about it. So <laughs> I need to be watching that. I need yeah. to be in on the tea. Get in on it. Did yeah. you see that tweet that was like, America. Defeating the monarchy again by spilling the tea. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, but I love that. Oh, that's funny. Can't remember who it was. We need to look that up. It's funny. That's funny. Uh, man. Well, send us your spooky stories in Canada or otherwise to the Golden Ghouls podcast at gmail.com. Pick up your merch since we are donating to our our friends will call them at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And uh, until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.